Hello! Welcome to this episode of the Lafrisian Chronicles Song of Shadows. This is Zach Tuttle Rob, the voice of Gregor, and I'm here to share a really exciting announcement with you. We are officially crowdfunding for the third and final season of the Lafrisian Chronicles. This story and this world mean so much to us, and we want to deliver the epic conclusion to this story for you, our loyal listeners, while also paying our cast and crew what they deserve for their hard work. Season 3 will only happen if we are able to fund the campaign, so please consider backing our show and helping us bring the Lafrisian Chronicles back for one last season. You can find our crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo titled The Lafrisian Chronicles Season 3, or you can follow the link in the description. Thank you, and now here's your regularly scheduled episode of The Lafrisian Chronicles Song of Shadows. The show contains swearing, allusions to sexual themes, as well as themes of violence. The guard wasted no time using every inch of rope to tie any loose cargo down and secure it to the ship. As the day went on, the air grew colder and the sky darker, and still they continued their fated journey toward Hull. Aaron's hands gripped the wheel as he carefully navigated the ship into the storm and what lies beyond it. Nix came around handing each person one end of a rope. The other end was tied securely around the center mast. Here, everyone. Tie yourself to the ship. What if we tip? We drown. Which is why you will need to take one of these, too. Your daggers? If the ship goes under, cut yourself free. This way, you won't go overboard unless you mean to. Smart thinking, Nix. Do you think we're gonna... Hip? I... I mean, this is a pretty small ship. We might. Are we going to drought? I won't let that happen. I promise. I, um... Well, I was never much of a swimmer. Um, We don't have a lot of pools in New York that don't cost obscene amounts of money to use, and people typically just don't swim in the harbor. Uh, so I... I mean, it's just not... Leslie, it's going to be okay. I promise you, we'll make it through this. Yeah, she's right. Or, we might drown. Shelby. Nix? Don't listen to her. We've got your back, Leslie. I mean, how bad can the storm really be, anyway? Uh, I'm gonna need you to not say that again, okay? Yeah, deal. Aaron, what can we do to help? We're right on the edge now. We'll be in it soon. You're probably gonna get pretty motion sick when we're out there. Too late! We're gonna need to work quickly. When I call out, I need it done. Right then and there. You understand? Aye, aye, Captain. 
It won't take long for it to get bad once we're in. You might not even be able to see your own hand in front of your face. Stay on board. Whatever you do. Goal says. Good luck, everyone. See you on the other side of the storm. And sure enough, as Aaron finished, the starless night sky was darkened even further by clouds and falling rain as their small ship ventured into the rough waters ahead. Shit! We're already rocking like a freaking baby cradle! We're barely in it! Hold on, everyone. Make sure you're tied in. Bring up the jib! On it. Caleb, Shelby, help me. All right. Rough seas ahead. Ahead? Rough seas right now! Hold on to something! Water splashed over the edge of the ship and covered the deck. The rain fell harder, and Orly saw that Erin was right. She was having trouble seeing further than a few feet in front of her. So, still want to be a pirate? I'm beginning to reconsider. No! Orly grabbed the railing of the boat and held on tightly to steady herself against the ship's inconsistent stability. Her head was heavy from the impact on the deck and the dampness of her hair. Are you all okay? I I think so. I really miss my library. Make sure you hold on to something. Hold tight! The worst is just ahead! The guard tightened their grips on the mast and the railings. Orly looked around at her companions. Dominic's eyes were closed, and his lips moved in silent prayer. Even Shelby's face was painted with fear. Nix and Leslie held each other's gaze, and Nix continued to comfort her. And Kaylin. Kaylin was looking right at her, his eyes brimming with a million different emotions. Love. Fear. Worry. Regret. He held her eyes and did not falter despite the intense rocking of the ship. Orly glanced hopefully up at Aaron, who had not released his iron-tight grip on the wheel. His face remained unchanged, his eyes trained on the horizon. We're not done yet, are we, Aaron? We're in the eye. There's more? We're only halfway. Really? We can do it, Don. We've made it this far. We can do it. Together. Uh, remind me to retire when we get back to Lafresia. Nah, you won't retire. You'd miss me too much. Yeah, right. Get ready. Time for round two. Here we go! Hey, if I die, tell Colton he is not allowed to sell my books! Hold on tight! The calm was replaced just as quickly as it came. The water churned in angry turbulence forcing the small boat to jolt violently along the waves. The guard held tightly to their anchor points, their hands slipping from the slickness of the surfaces as the entire ship and all its occupants were devoured by waves crashing above the side of the ship. Don't let go. Everyone get to starboard! It took a moment before Orly understood the reason behind his request. 
The ship was tipping. They needed the weight on the opposite side. Orly and Dominic glanced at each other, the only two on the clear opposite side of the deck, and nodded before releasing their grip on the rail and using the ropes tied around their waist to pull them to the mast. Hurry! We're trying! The other members had made it to the starboard railing and were clutching it when Orly and Dominic reached the center mast. The ship's deck's significant tilt was making the travel increasingly difficult. The rain coated the deck. Orly's hands were raw from the rope. She exchanged a worried glance with Dominic. Wait! We need weight! Dominic moved so the mast was supporting his back, and he pushed off with his feet, reaching a wet hand for the other guard. Nix caught his outstretched hand and pulled him to the rail. Come on, Orly. Orly moved to follow in Dominic's footsteps, but the tilt of the boat was just too much. As she lost her footing, she fell back, her rope pulling taut as it held her in place, and her hips groaned in protest. She hung from the mast, suspended, dangling above the water, the rail her friends held high above her head. It wouldn't be long now. Elaine! We're tipping. We have to cut free. Orally! Cut yourself free! Okay! Okay! The guard worked quickly to cut themselves free from the ropes that held them as the boat's tilt became more prominent. One by one, they dropped their limp ropes back toward the mast, down toward Orly as she hung painfully in the air above the angry sea. They climbed over the ship's railing, putting it between themselves and Orly's dangling fate. Cut yourself free, Ellie. Hurry. I'm trying. Orly struggled against the pain radiating from her hips and threw her body as she reached for the dagger tucked safely in the boot. I can't reach. Yes, you can. Ellie, please! Ignoring the searing jerk from her hip, Orly floated at the waist around the rope and slipped her fingers inside the edge of her boot, just long enough to wrap them around the hilt of her dagger. That's it! Come on, Ellie, please! Her hands shook from the cold and the pain as she set to work on the rope. We need to jump! Now! Or else the ship will take us down with it! I'm not leaving her! She'll cut free and jump! We have to go! Go! Go, Kaylin, jump! I'm right behind you! The ship rocked and lowered Orly almost entirely into the water, the ship's tilt just about complete. The quick jerk sent a sharp pain through Orly's body and she cried out <sighs> before she could comprehend what had just happened. It was too late. She watched as the silver dagger disappeared under the waves. No! I'm coming, Orly! I'm coming! No! You'll die, Kaylin! We have to jump now! I can't! Nix, you get him out of here. Do you hear me? You protect him. Ellie, I... Get him out of here. No. I'm sorry. Ellie. Don't you dare. Come on, your majesty. You have to jump. No. Orly, please. Please, I can't lose you. Nix, you have to let me go. Orly. Go. Please. Shelby and Dominic nodded with tears welling in their eyes as they moved to help Nix hold Caleb. We need to go. Time stopped. The waves below froze. The wind stilled, and Kaylin's cries and Aaron's commands were muted. Nothing moved. Except Orly. Come on. Come on. I can do this. 
I can get out of this! She pulled at the rope, attempting to pull herself up. Twice she tried, and twice she dropped only to further injure her throbbing hip. No! Oh, come on! Please! She glanced at the frozen water below, and saw as it began to move again. Slowly. Almost unnoticeable. Her time was running short. Okay. Okay. With tear-soaked cheeks, Orly glanced up at her friends looking down at her from the railing and memorized their faces. Kaylin's beautiful gray eyes, filled with worry and pain and love. Love for her. Nix and Shelby staring in frozen concern for their king. Dominic looked at her with a guilt-shrouded face. Orly hoped he knew there was nothing he could have done. And Leslie, her wide eyes brimming with tears as she tried to look away. She knew what was coming. Orly focused on them all. Each of their faces. The ones she loved, letting the image burn into her mind as the storm slowly resumed. Nix, Shelby, and Dominic worked together to hold their king back from throwing himself over the railing and back toward Orly. Realizing this was the last time she would see them, Orly thanked her lucky stars she was able to stop time one last time to see them. Let go! It's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry, Caleb. I'm sorry. And then they jumped. Orly's body began to submerge as the ship moved to finish its rotation. She watched, tears in her eyes as Kayla, her Kayla, was pulled away, kicking and screaming by her friends and the water, away from the sinking ship. Away from her. The ship continued its descent, and as Orly was enveloped by the dark blue mouth of the ocean, she knew her friends had a chance. They had made the jump. Kaylin was safe, and she felt peace. Where are we? <laughs> Has it really been so long that you don't remember your own mother? Mom? Oh my god, Mom! <laughs> what? No hug for your old man? Dad! <laughs> You're here! How, how are you here? Wait. Wait, wait where is here? You fought so hard. We are so proud of you. Wait. What's going on? Am, am I? Oh my god. Am I dead? Nearly. I am so sorry, my love. Uh, are, are the others safe? D did they make it? We don't know. Wait, nearly. You, you said nearly. What, what does that mean? It means you have a choice to make, Orly, darling. What choice? Come with us. 
or be brave. That's... I could come with you? You could. You don't have to fight anymore if you don't want to. It's so hard. We know. Oh god, I have so many things to tell you. Yet so many things I want to say. So say them. Did you know that you're a siren? And that you have a twin? I do. Death offers knowledge. I wish I could have known it before. I watch her from time to time. When I'm not looking over you. She's a wonderful gardener. <laughs> I know. Dad, why can I stop time? I like to call it interval magic. I had it. And it appears you do too. Just another thing you got from me. <laughs> I, I don't know how to control it. You will. With time. No pun intended. Let me guess. It's only working when you're terrified now. Yeah. Same thing happened to me. I'm not sure I ever fully grasped the concept of how to use it. And it hardly ever worked when I needed it to. How did you have it? No idea. No one's ever had it before. Or at least no one who talked about it. Your cloak! The one that Kaylin gave to me! I left it to protect you should you need it. I should have known you'd be just fine on your own. Orly, love, I'm sorry we didn't prepare you for everything the way we should have. I'm sorry I was too stubborn to listen. <laughs> <laughs> you... you've done some amazing things these last few years. Defeated Arson, liberated Lafrisia and the Unseelie, became a doctor, had a brief stint as queen. I'm so sorry I gave up your throne. Are you mad at me? Of course not. The best rulers know when they're not ready to rule. Why'd you think I ran away for so long? I wasn't ready. Kaylin was the right choice. I agree. Darling, I wish we could talk forever. And we could. But you have a choice to make. One that requires your attention. What if I go back and I still can't save the Lafrisians? Or release the Siren Song? What if I go back only to be a failure to everyone who has ever counted on me? What if I fall? Oh. But my darling, what if you fly? I'm scared. You are more powerful than you believe. I know. I, I know. I'm supposed to be some legendary fairy, but I, I don't feel like it. You know, I can make my shield bigger than others and, and heal other people, but that's not legendary. That's lucky. And that's your problem. What do you mean? Legends only exist because someone believes them. Ugh, are you doing that parent thing when you say that I need to learn to believe in myself? <laughs> Is it that obvious? Yeah, it is. How did that happen? How am I a legendary fairy? I mean, I'm, I'm nobody. Our histories say legendary fairies were born from unique parentage, which, as you now know, 
you were. But is that it? I'm powerful because you are two different types of Fey? There are some who believe legendary Fey are forged from the most powerful of emotions. The deepest love, the greatest joy. The messengers have a legendary, don't they? The darkest fear. I don't know what to do. The choice is yours, Mela. If you do go back, uh, make sure to tell Kalen and the others we say hello. Oh, and tell him I say yes. Yes? About what? He'll know. Are you ready, my love? I don't know if I can do it. If I can be that. You can. You can be so much more. If you just let yourself. I want to. I want to go back. I want to save my friends. The Lafrisians, Asmar. I want to be legendary. Then be legendary, Orly. Grab some debris! Stay! Stay above the waves! Damn you! Gods, damn you! How could you leave her? The Majesty, we had to save you. There was no way to save her. We would have lost you both. Nix! Help! Help me! Leslie! Grab that barrel, Leslie! Hold on! Shelby! Make sure Kaylin doesn't swim after her. Kaylin! Please! Calm down! Down! Help me find something to, gra <coughs> to grab onto. She can't be gone. She can't be. Kaylin! Please! A few moments later, Nix and Leslie held on to either side of a massive barrel, bobbing viciously in the waves. Aaron and Shelby found a broken piece of black wood from the side of their ship and laid across it. Kaylin sat on the wooden desk, struggling to stay atop it as it danced in the violent water. But soon, the water calmed, the wind slowed, and the moon returned through the dark gray clouds. All evidence of the destruction disappeared with the storm, save for the mess of debris and the looks of pain and grief across the faces of the crew. As they bobbed gently in the water, Leslie's sobs could be heard in the still of the night. Kalen's eyes filled with tears and he let them fall, carelessly. Freely. Painfully. Is everyone okay? I could use a nap. Oh. I took a blow to my shoulder. That's like hell. You're bleeding too. Great. You'll attract shadow sharks and we'll become a shadow snack. Can you hold on? I'll be fine. We had to do it, Kaylin. Don't you dare say those words to me ever again. Hey. Yes, your majesty. Hey, quiet over there. There's something moving in the water. Nix, look alive. Nix and Shelby's faces twisted in fear. Out of their companions, their bodies were the most submerged. Nix quickly darted her eyes across the water. Where? Just west. Don't move. Oh, shit. 
Shit. What is it? I don't know. They all watched the water carefully, their eyes intently chasing the movement from the depth of the ocean. The shadowed mass beneath their feet seemed to glow with a strange aura rising slowly to the surface. The closer it got, the brighter it seemed. What the hell? Do any of your shadow sharks glow? No, the Uruguay are all dark gray. I've never seen anything like this. Oh my god. What is it? The water around them became illuminated by a soft, gilded light that seemed to dance with golden tendrils. As the glowing figure rose to the surface, Nix, Nix, your, your shoulder, it's... What? Wait. I'm healing. <laughs> I'm healing. I'm healing. It's enchanted water. Orally. Orally. The golden water danced and shone brighter and brighter as the figure moved ever closer to the surface. The light became impossible to look at. The guards shielded their eyes as they heard something burst through the surface of the water. Orally? Is that you? Orally, we can't see! The light in the water began to dissipate, but there was something else illuminating the area now. Brighter and warmer than the moon. Their eyes scanned the surface of the water, looking for Orly. Oh my god. There she is. Dominic's hand pointed up toward the sky, and everyone's eyes followed. There she was. Orly. Suspended midair. A pair of glorious golden wings stretched on either side of her torso. Illuminated. Translucent. Like a mixture of sunlight and fire, they moved powerfully and gracefully. Their reflection was overwhelming in the dark water below, and the woman in the middle smiled as her bright golden eyes looked down at her companions. The eyes of a legendary fairy. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen and featured the vocal talents of Nicole Tuttle, Daniel Young, Mariah Clausen, ML Erhart, Ace Corsaira, Emily Buza, Wes Haas, Adigail Stewart, and Brayden Tuttle. This episode was sound designed and edited by Catherine Stanley along with Mariah Clausen, Griffin Coldron, and Megan Peugeot, featuring the music of John Bartman. And I'm Erica Harmon. Want to stay up to date on all things Lafrisian Chronicles? Follow our social media for more information about upcoming episodes at Lafresia Audio on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting site and leave a review. Until next time, listeners. <laughs>